Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Agents of Revival podcast. Woohoo! I am so happy you guys are here with me on another episode. Um, it's a crazy time right now, guys. I am so thankful for all that God is doing. I'm so excited. I know some of you will be joining me for um, Revival Nights. So, yay. Thank you so much for those that I'm going to be seeing on March 31st at 6.30 p.m. on Zoom. It's free of charge. That is 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you can come out, come join me. It's just going to be an open forum discussion uh, where we're going to just worship and just have conversations about some of the things that are taking place in the church. And it actually inspired what we're going to discuss. It is, and it's, um, excuse me, it inspired, <laughs> it inspired today's message, y'all. And I am excited about today's message and i and let me give a disclaimer real quick because when i give you the title you're gonna be like why would you be excited about that i'm not excited about what we're talking about uh in terms of being insensitive to the topic i'm excited about what we're about to talk about because it's needed it's something that god took me on a journey uh in my in my wilderness season and in my life to get to understand and overcome these issues and so i'm here today not only just as a a, a bible teacher to teach it to you but also as a person who went through the process so i know um that it's important to identify these areas in your life because if you don't Boy, the enemy is going to use it against you, and you don't want that. So, before we even get into it any further, let me say a quick prayer, and then we'll get started. Spirit of the living God, we come to right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to hear and receive a word from you, Heavenly Father. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. May you get the glory in this moment, God. May I be decreased so that you may be increased. Let those with ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, Heavenly Father. God, I pray that each person who this message will affect that you will soften their heart to know that you are there with them, that this message was needed, that this is an area of their life that you want them to address and heal from. And Father God, I pray that they lay these burdens down at your feet and don't pick them up anymore. Let you pick them up and let you fully heal, complete, and make them whole, Heavenly Father. This is my prayer, Lord, that this message falls on good ground and produces good fruit in the earth, in the lives of your children. This is my prayer, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so today's message, guys, um, is going to be called Trigger Wars. You know we've been in the Jesus People series and uh, it took me some time to kind of figure out what I would talk about today. Um, 
not just because I have like so many other things going that I was trying to figure out, okay, God, what are you saying to get the message to the people? But then also I was like, God, is it time to talk about this message? Because you guys know that we are coming to a close of the uh, podcast. So I was just trying to think like, well, this seems a a bit deep, God. Do you really want to end the season like this with this topic? Like, come on, Jesus. I think we should... Wait a while, but y'all know I tell you all the time, I can make my plans, but the Lord determines my steps. So I'm just obedient to the Father's beckoning call. And when he says, go, I go. When he says, speak, I speak. And so today, we're going to talk about trigger wars. I think it's so important, um, which is why, like I said, I wanted to wait to talk about it because I felt like, oh, I'd rather give it like another season where I could kind of break this thing down. And who knows, God may have me come back, you know, for the third season. And this is what we start talking about um, where we left off. Who knows? Only God knows. But I'm just being obedient right now as he's saying, talking about it. Talk about it. And this is actually, uh, as I was saying earlier, going to be a little bit of what we'll discuss with um, with uh, Revival Nights. When we meet for our first Revival Night, it's going to be some things that's triggering. So I'm not necessarily talking about triggers that particular um day but we're going to talk about some things that people may feel triggered that may bring back some memories some some issues some pain that they may not have wanted to address but the only reason why i'm addressing it is not to get on your nerves or to make you feel shame guilt and condemnation because there's no condemnation in christ jesus i'm doing it because god is saying it is time for my people to be healed it is time for my people to live by my word and he says it in isaiah 53 verse 5 that by his stripes i mean by what he went through in crucifixion we are healed he was bruised he was wounded so that we may be made whole That's what the word says. That's a promise. So we don't have to keep walking around with baggages of pain and hurt and shame and guilt and trauma. When God says, no, if you are mine, if you belong to me, then I have already declared that you are healed. So he's saying today is time. This is why agents of revival is here. It's so important for my ministry. And and, even for me, it's times where I don't feel like it. God reminds me, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. I know you may think you're not making an impact, but you are. You got to keep going because the people need. And if they, if there's nobody there to teach them, how would they know? How would they learn? So I have to keep going. You may get tired of me, <laughs> but God is saying today, I'm telling you, you need to heal. There are areas in your heart that you have not healed from. There are areas in your past that um, are causing issues in your today or may cause issues in your tomorrow. Because there's some of you that may listen to my podcast or any of my messages on social media. And you may say, well, I'm not dealing with that issue or I can't think of an issue I have right now. But I believe that there are no coincidences with God. And so if you stumbled upon my podcast i've i've read people's messages on my youtube channel and uh, my instagram and my facebook and they're like oh i just so happen to stumble upon your page and oh my god your message is so so good or i watched this particular video and it was right on time it's you didn't stumble upon it by accident 
It was on purpose. It was a design destiny time that God had for you to come upon my message because there's an area in your life that God says you're not willing to deal with, but I need you to deal with that area because it's going to either trigger something in your future of where I'm taking you that would jeopardize the level I'm taking you on. Or there's something right now that keeps triggering you that you keep having an issue with and you won't deal with it. God is saying today, my people who are called by my name need to humble themselves and be healed, be made whole. Stop being afraid to deal with the messy areas of your past. You went through it. I understand when you went through it, it was painful, but God says it's still triggering you, which is why you have not healed. You think you've healed because time has went by. And I know people say time heals all wounds. No, it doesn't. Treatment heals all wounds. You will never see a doctor say, oh, you're having a stroke. Oh, you're having a heart attack. Oh, you're, you have a bone sticking out of your leg. Well, just wait some time and it'll heal. No, you need to do surgery so that this thing can heal. Treatment heals wounds, not time. All time does is bury it. It buries it like a dog burying a bone in the backyard or like somebody burying a dead body. Eventually, the aroma is going to come up. Somebody's going to smell it. You know, the skeletons in your closet. It's it's like a junk closet. Eventually, somebody's going to come and open that junk closet and it's going to come all pouring out. Because you have hid it there for so long, being afraid to deal with it. So God is saying no. Today we're going to talk about trigger wars. We're going to talk, or excuse me, we're going to talk about triggers. The title is trigger wars. Why am I titling it this? Or why rather God titled it? Because I didn't title it. <laughs> God gave me the title and said, this is the message. And it's because you don't understand that you are in a war. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are in a, a mental and emotional warfare which you keep calling as just um mental illness or emotional trauma or emotional illness that is attacks from the enemy you don't even realize that you are in a war and god is saying today i need my people to wake up you have become so blind to the things of god as you become so woke to things of this world and he's saying today no wake up understand that your adversary is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he is looking to devour you and so he keeps you in bondage of things from your past and keeps you saying lies to yourself of that's just too painful to address so let's not ever address it that's that's too uh, much drama to talk about let's not talk about it that's we don't do that in this family so let's not go get help we don't do that in this community so let's keep it hush hush we don't do that in this church so let's just put a mask on it and a band-aid on it and pretend that it didn't happen and God is saying no there are too many people out here hurting there are too many people that are afraid there are too many people that are committing suicide or contemplating suicide because they are secretly in pain there are too many people that have substance abuse because they are they are secretly in pain there are too many people that don't even realize that they have substance abuse and and yet they they need a, a drink to go to sleep they need some pills to go to sleep they need to puff a, a few puffs of something weed or a cigarette to go to sleep they they don't have peace and God's saying you don't have peace because you allow the enemy to keep attacking you in areas that you won't address so you just label it as I'm stressed out as I'm depressed as I have anxiety as I have all these other things that that medical f field has you know greatly medicated 
and nothing against it. I mean, I went to school for psychology, so I'm not totally against it. But God is saying today it's time to marry the natural with the spiritual. You have to wake up and recognize that some of the things that you keep trying to medicate, you got to go to God for. And you got to be willing to do the work with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit comes in like a flood. Comes in like wind. Comes in like a thunderstorm. To tear up some stuff in your life. That's why it's called transformation. He transforms your heart by the renewing of your mind. You have to become completely transformed. That's why it talks about a lot in the New Testament of becoming a new person. The old you is put away. You become a new person. In order to become a new person, as I've experienced, that means that you have to address some areas you didn't want to address. Then you have to heal from those areas and then start putting up healthy boundaries. So that you don't find yourself back in those same temptations. So today God has given me a couple practical things. And I'm hoping that I can get to everything today. If not, then we'll have to um, come back and, and address it. Uh, but we have a couple of scriptures to get through. But before I get to those, I want to break down three type of triggers that we're going to talk about today. The first trigger is a trigger that reminds you of painful experiences. This means that it's something that happened in your past that every time something, you know, comes up that reminds you of it or you see that person or um, or you hear that particular song or you smell a particular food or smell or whatever. It's something that triggers a memory from your past that is painful. So that's the first trigger. The second trigger is it reminds you of who you used to be. And just a disclaimer real quick, because I know when I finish saying this, you'll be like, well, aren't they all the same? They intertwine, but they, but they, the treatment for them, the strategy to overcome them are very different because especially as I break this down, there are going to be some people listening to this message that do not identify with all three of these. You might identify with one or two. And then there may be some that identify with three. Regardless of what you identify with, don't take it as I am condemning you or I am shaming you. I'm not. I'm waking you up, you know, on, on call by the Holy Spirit, so to speak. I'm here to wake you up to say God wants to get your attention and heal you from that area so that you are triggered by it no more. He wants to give you freedom. So the things I'm talking about today are not to make you feel bad about yourself. It is to help you so that you can then turn to the father and then also listen to the Holy Spirit to go get the help that you need in those areas to seek out the right people that will help you in those areas. And I'm going to break down uh, the type of people that, you know, God helped me to identify with in my own life of who can best serve each trigger. Um, but of course, all three triggers, it, it, the head of anything, any treatment plan, rather, your head uh, quarterback will be God. And then from there, there will be human beings that he will say, okay, this person is good to go to, or that person is good to go to. So let me go back to the three triggers. Number one is the trigger that reminds you of painful experiences. Number two is the trigger that reminds you of who you used to be. And number three is a trigger that can potentially cause you to backslide back into sin. And so the scriptures that I was talk about today, I wanted to not only give you like my personal experiences, but I also wanted to give you biblical 
stories so that you understand and recognize something that um, is written in the Bible of Ecclesiastes 3.15. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same thing happen over and over again. Another translation of this basically says that there's nothing new under the sun. It's the understanding that what you're dealing with today, you're not the only one. You're not the only one today dealing with it. You're not the only one today that deals with triggers. And over 2,000 years ago, and then some, there were people that dealt with the same things. Over 50 years ago, there were people that were triggered by some of the same things. Over 100 years ago, and onward and onward and onward. There were always people dealing with triggers. Why? Because one of the scriptures we're going to talk about today is it goes back to the original sin of Adam and Eve. When sin entered into the earth, it caused a domino effect, a trickling down so that triggers after triggers after triggers will be happening in people so that you will sin and then get healed from sin. But then you may be reminded of your sin or you may have a temptation to fall back, backslide in a sense into that sin. Or somebody who knows you from that past will say, oh, I remember when you sinned, you know. So we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to give you some scripture text. I'm going to also share a bit of my story and my testimony. And then, like I said, if we run out of time, guys, then we'll just come back and talk about this some more. But it's very important to understand, especially as we go into revival nights, that God is saying today, I'm not trying to condemn you. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So he's not condemning you and neither am I with your triggers. He's saying, understand that you are in a warfare right now. It is a spiritual warfare that the enemy is keeping you in bondage, but God's to your triggers. But God is saying, I'm trying to get you free from those triggers. I'm trying to heal those areas that continue to pop up every now and then when you least expect it. And it causes you to close up or go back to a place, a state of mind, an attitude that God says, I no longer want that in your life it's no longer serving you it didn't serve you before but i understand that you numbed yourself to just survive sometimes when you're in a crushing season a crushing experience sometimes you're just trying to survive and god gets that but then there comes a point where survival has to come uh to has to you know get to the forefront basically so trying the word i'm trying to think of um and you've survived it and now you have to start healing from it. Anything traumatic, even if you think about, as I said earlier, like if you break a limb or something, yes, it was traumatic and you survive the pain of it. You survive if you need a surgery, the surgery of it. But then comes a time where you now have to heal from it because if not, then you'll continue being afraid to touch that area you'll continue to being afraid to use that limb because you remember when you first were hurt one thing i heard somebody say recently it was an amazing example was actually is my spiritual mentor and she said you never see a baby when they first learn how to walk fall down and then say oh nope i fell i'm crying i'm never gonna try to walk ever again no, they get back up and they start walking and they fall again and they cry. And then the mom or daddy comes and holds them and lets them know you're okay. And they get back up and they try again and try again and try again. Same thing with kids that are toddlers trying to, you know, learn how to ride a bicycle. They may fall, they may bruise their knees, but eventually they get back up and they keep trying again. 
yet sadly when we become adults people stop trying it's like you get hurt and then you don't want to get back up and try again you're like "Uh uh-uh nope i got hurt that happened i'm never going to try again and god is saying these are the the warfare that you're in this is the bondage that the enemy tries to keep you stuck in so that you keep saying i'll never try again and god is saying but i want you to try again some of you have had relationships where god's you know you you may have trusted somebody and got hurt and so you say i don't want to try again nope that's it i'll just be single the rest of my life and god is saying no i've created you for community i've created you for love you have a desire in your heart some of you not all but there's some of you that have a desire in your heart to be married god put that desire there for you it's the enemy that is keeping you stuck in the bondage of your trigger the bondage of of your pain of the past that says oh no i was hurt before so i'll never try again but you are blocking your blessing that god has for you so again today let's start addressing these triggers so that you are triggered no more you know when i think about my own trigger um you know, I'll eventually get to the scriptures. I know some of you may be like, when's she going to get to the scriptures? I'm going to get to the scriptures, but I just feel like I'm moving with the Holy Spirit, guys. So I hear him saying, just tell your story. Um, you know, when I think about some of these triggers, just to help those listening. When I think about uh, the first trigger, triggers that remind you of painful experiences. I will say when before I got serious about seeking a deeper relationship with the father, this is even when I was in church. Or rather, when I was in religion. So, this is going back to... 2009 was the last time I was in, like, official religion and and belonging to a church and all that stuff. And um, I remember, even then, I would have so many triggers of painful experiences in my past. You know, I had dealt with, at that uh, up until that point, um, I think I was, like, 21 or 22... There was a lot of childhood trauma, uh, physical abuse. Um, I had dealt with, uh, you know, friendships that betrayed me, friendships that just were just as as abusive. Cause y'all know kids could be cruel. <laughs> so, uh, and then when I got into college, uh, I believe it was my sophomore year of college, I dealt with racism for the first time. And discrimination and I had never dealt with that before so that was kind of alarming to deal with that um and then up until that point there was so many things that I just did not want to deal with but they kept coming back up in some way shape or form and I kept being triggered you know by it in some way uh, I kept responding um, to people in, in the way that I wish I could have responded to my abusers or, or could have responded to, um, you know, past friendships or whatever, because I was like, okay, well, you know what, like that happened. So, you know, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. And I just kept burying it and burying it. And another thing that I would do is because there was so much of my past that was so painful that, um, it started to infect my daily life so that even if there was things that came up conflict that came up even disagreements with professors and whatnot I wouldn't even plead my case 
because it just took me back to a trigger of a time when I was younger that I tried to stand up for myself and how I got beat up for it. And this is not, I know people think like, oh, you got beat up at school. Not in my family. I got beat up for speaking up, you know, my parents. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm never going to speak up again. And so because I was not willing to heal from that trigger or rather that wound of that painful experience, every time somebody would have a disagreement with me, it would trigger that same emotional response. And I would just shut down. I would remember. And so I would feel like, you know, I'm not going to speak up because if I speak up, I'm going to be hit again. If I speak up, I'm going to be choked again. If I speak up, I'm going to, you know, who knows this, this person might kill me. You know, God spared me the last time, but who knows if this won't be the time where I'll, where I'll um, be killed. And so I was always afraid to, to speak up. I was always afraid to deal with conflict because those triggers would come up. And, and so I would just bottle it up. And I just kept bottling it up and it got so bad to the point that actually even a few years ago, I want to say maybe during at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a, a former friend of mine point out, Andrea, you have a passive aggressiveness that is basically irritating <laughs> is what she said to me. And she was like, and, and she was right. And I had to own it because again, I wouldn't speak up how I felt, but I would, it would manifest itself rather in other ways. So I may not say how I feel, but you'll see it on my face. I, you know, I may huff and puff. Um, you know, I may shut down and then you're trying to get a response out of me, even, you know, days or, or weeks or whatever later. And I, and I just wouldn't, you know, months later, even, I mean, I was holding, holding on to grudges, holding on to offenses, holding on to painful past because, it, you know, for me, I always used to think that they should know what they did to me. But it's like, no, they no, because some people, when they hurt you, they don't think nothing of it unless you say something to them. They don't even realize that they hurt you. And but I was one of those people that felt like, well, they should know. And I would just hold on to it, hold on to it, hoping that they would address it. And I'm telling you all months and years would go by and it would never be addressed. And it was just like, are you serious? Like they still have yet to, to mention what they did to me back in like five years ago. <laughs> And it was like, what? And I remember one time, it was actually another former friend of mine. Uh, it was actually uh, with him that we addressed certain areas from the past because he kind of was like me where he wouldn't really talk about certain issues. And so finally, it kind of just boiled up one day and he kind of blew up at me. And it was a day where I was like being playful, but even the playful banter I was saying to him that day triggered him to say, okay, you know, Andre, you've been doing this a lot and I don't like this. And I was like, wait, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, and so we wound up having a deep conversation and it was first of all, enlightening to me to understand, wow, you've been holding on to this for so long. Then I had to pause and say, wait a minute, I'm sitting here judging him. But I talked about before of Matthew seven of you judging somebody with a, and you trying to say, let me help you with that speck in your eye when you, don't, when you don't realize you have a log in your eye and so here I was judging him for having a speck in his eye of holding on to a, an offense that you know had just piled on for years because he never said anything but here I was doing the same thing with a whole log in my eye holding on to past experiences uh, and this was back in 2019 where I had this conversation with this particular friend and um and here I was holding on to past experiences from years ago, from when I was even a child. 
I had a whole log in my eye, y'all, and I was not willing to address it. And so finally, what happened was, man, the first conversation he and I had was so uncomfortable, but we had it. And I realized in that moment, something that I had never experienced before, which was that you can have a disagreement with somebody. There is a way to have healthy conflict. You can have conflicting um, opinions, but it's about doing it in a respectful way listening and respecting each other's feelings and voices and then coming to a mutual understanding and then moving forward in a healthier way setting up either healthy boundaries or understanding how to pivot or or turn or repent in a sense from the behavior so that it never happens again and I realized it was a it was a wake-up call because I never experienced that before I was so shocked that like wait a minute I can tell somebody what they did to me because we we both had that you know discussion it wasn't just him saying Andre you do these things I don't like it was things that he did I didn't like either so we both finally like were able to release it and we kind of laughed at the end of like wow we've been holding on to that stuff for years but it's like yeah wow we didn't even know that we should have had this conversation but look at God like he knew the right time for us to have this conversation and we had it and we laughed about it and it was so um it was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience that ever since it, it kind of changed things about me, but it took time. Cause like I said, I had the conversation with the, you know, my former friend at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, the pandemic was when, uh, started in March, 2020. And we had that same conversation again of like, Andrea, you have passive aggressiveness. And that was another person who, um, had a very strong personality that I felt like, okay, I don't know how to address this and have healthy conflict resolution with you but I continued to work on it so from her things didn't go the way I intended and the friendship ended but I learned you know from that you just it's like repetition you learn from repetition and so I tried that first time it didn't work but I tried again and I tried again and I tried again until I was able to get to a better place with them at today where I can tell somebody something that they did that hurt my feelings and be able to not only express how I feel, but not be afraid to express how I feel. And even if you don't give me an apology or anything, I can forgive you and release it and move on. Letting God be my vindicator, knowing that I don't have to keep bottling this up anymore. I released how I felt. I dealt with it and it doesn't trick me anymore. But again, treatment heals wounds, not hiding them, not time. You've got to address it. So that was, you know, one example of the first trigger of, you know, things that remind me of painful experiences. The second trigger um, that reminds you of who you used to be <clears throat> was actually, again, during my transition from the wilderness to the waiting room. You know, I've talked about before, if you follow the podcast this entire season, I said, you know, the beginning got, you know, show me a vision of me sitting in a waiting room, like an air in an airport waiting room, ready to take off. And so uh, probably about, I want to say 2021 is when God started to speak to me about this is the season, this is the time. Uh, and, and then, it, you know, it's, it's a process. So around that time, some people from my past started to pop up and it was like, okay, are you serious? Uh, and I'm smiling. In this in this instance, I would say ex boyfriends started to pop up, 
And it was like, okay, I have no interest in connecting with you. Now, one of them, uh, actually both of them rather try to remind me of, oh, well, you used to and you, okay, I, yeah, but that's used to, boo. That's the past. I try it ain't like that no more. Okay. And so, but, but telling them was one thing, them seeing it was different. And so I had to realize even in that moment, okay, you know what? I don't have to defend myself. Whether you see it or not, you eventually see. And sure enough, doggone it, they have. You know, uh, the last conversation I had with one of my exes, I talked about it before, was uh, around my birthday when that person called me to wish me a birthday. And we had a conversation where I was able to forgive them. I was at peace with it. And they were like, they, they saw, they were like, wow, you know, you're really different now. Yes, I am. You know, thank you for recognizing. But yes, I am. You know, but that was a trigger that the enemy tried to use to remind me of who I used to be. To see, okay, will you go back to that person? Will you go back to being that way? Will you go back to thinking or hurting or feeling in the way you once did about this person? And we have to be on guard. The reason why I'm talking about triggers today is again, not to just put it out there, but to help you understand that you have to be on guard. Jesus tells us when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he wanted the disciples to pray for him. He made it very clear to them that, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh or the body is weak. This is why you have to be on guard, constantly praying because you don't know. I said it before. You don't know when the adversary is going to come and try to attempt you, test you or attack you. He's constantly seeking whom he may devour. So you've got to stay on guard, stay on alert. I talked about before when I give the example of um, the guards at Buckingham Palace. No matter how many years, months, days, weeks, whatever go by and there's no warfare, you still will always see the Buckingham Palace guards in their gear and their uniform with their guns ready um, and they and they stand tall at, at the gate ready to guard because they don't know when the time is going to come where they are meant to to um, go to war, where they're meant to protect the king. So they stay on guard regardless. And we got to do the same thing. We have to stay on guard regardless because we are in a war. This is why Jesus titled today's message trigger wars. You got to understand that you are in war. And the enemy is going to use every tactical advantage that he can to try to knock you off of what God is doing in your life. To try to shake up your life. To try to deter you from seeking faith in Jesus even deeper. He's going to do everything he can to get you away from the promised land and towards hell. And you don't want that. You've got to stay on guard. That's why I'm talking today about triggers. And like I said, we probably will talk about this in another episode just because, um, you know, there's a lot of scripture that God wanted me to get to. And I don't think I'll get to it all today. Um, and so, Another trigger for me, which, which is the last trigger, triggers that can potentially cause you to backslide back into sin. This is a trigger that just like Jesus says, you got to stay on guard and pray. And I've been doing that constantly because as God has released me to get back out into the world and start dating again, um, I have realized that... Um, you know, think, I will say this, to be honest, I have been celibate for five and a half years and I'm very proud of that. 
I'm so proud of that because one of my sins in the past was sex and, and it was a stronghold on me. And so I'm glad because I prayed about it. I never wanted to have premarital sex, but I fell into temptation. It happened. And, and ever since, you know, I lost my virginity, I used to always pray, God, please, I don't want to keep doing this. It's like what Paul talks about of like how weak the flesh is of, you know, the things you don't want to do, you do. And the things you don't want to do, you, you, um, you, you don't do, uh, or the things you don't want to do, you do. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to keep having sex, God, but I just stepped kept falling back into the temptation of sin especially being in relationships with um i'll say worldly men not secular men but more so worldly men who didn't really care about their faith so they didn't really care about um being pure and and keeping their body uh consecrated and purified to the father that the holy spirit can reside in them they didn't care about that they just cared about um satisfying their lust and i will fall into the temptation every time but i will keep praying like god i don't want to do this i don't want to keep doing this but it's such a stronghold and those of you out there who've ever experienced premarital sex before you know just how much of a stronghold it is when it comes to sex uh it's a really big sin it's the it's the only sin that um you that really affects the inner parts of your body um because that's where the Holy Spirit resides. That's why the enemy tempts you the strongest with sexual sin, even with pornography and all that. Like there's so many, even today, I mean, you can't even, as I know, cause I just got back on Instagram, you can't even be on Instagram anymore without seeing naked bodies and stuff because people it's now free to be, for people to just post their naked bodies. It's ridiculous. So I'm constantly on guard and constantly praying about this because I'm like, uh, uh-uh, God, now that I'm back out here in the dating world, I'm realizing that what had been what had lied dormant for the last five and a half years is now come back to life and what i mean by that is i wasn't feeling any um sort of um excitement towards men during that time it's not to say that i stopped liking men no it's just that i was so focused on my faith and so focused on my healing that men became like a second thought it's like people who you know spend time focusing on their career and they put relationships on the back burner that's how it was for me but my my focus was my faith my focus was establishing a deeper relationship with the father and then trying to understand my purpose so well in a sense my career so that was my focus it was so men were out the picture but now that god's saying okay i need you to (laughs) bring that back to the forefront i've realized like okay wait a minute you know um i'm starting to you know oh he he kind of fine kind of cute oh you know you get a little excited and i'm like okay no 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 i remember what i read in the bible of song of songs or song of solomon depending on what bible you have and it, and the woman says in the bible ladies do not awaken love until it's time and so that's been my prayer like god do not awaken love until it's time i don't want to be out here lusting for no man that is not my husband and even when i meet the person who's my husband i want to wait till we actually get married before i you know hop into bed with uh another man and the enemy keeps trying to like i said distract me with that tempt me with that you know i've i've you know had several men that i've talked to and whatnot and each time it's like it'll be little things that the enemy will try to sneak in there like the guy would say oh can i get a kiss nope 
nope, nope. Oh, let me let me just give you a hug. Okay, but then that hug turns to real tight, and now you're trying to fill on areas. Nope, nope, nope. Like, <laughs> but you gotta stay on guard because again, you don't know. Even when you're on the phone doing FaceTime or something, I've had moments where we could just be talking about just whatever, and then out of nowhere, it'd be like, "Ooh, um, your lips are so sexy," and it's like, "Wait a minute, bro, man, hold on." Oh, oh, hold on. Okay, okay. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here, enemy. Uh-uh. I'm not going to give you a foothold. You cannot open the door to the enemy. You cannot give him a foothold because he, like we see in Adam and Eve, he will take whatever opening he has and he will use that against him. And so even though I had a lot more of the scriptures I want to talk about, I actually am going to get into Adam and Eve Um I, I thought I was going to wait till the end to do that. Well, it kind of is the end. But we're, we're going to have to come back on this, guys. Because this this is so... I feel like this is just so needed right now. That's why you hear me talking to you in a different tone than what you would normally get. Because I'm it's like a somberness. Because it's like, this is so needed. It's serious. I want you to understand how important God is saying this message is. And so go with me to Genesis chapter 3. Um, and if you guys need the triggers once again as we read genesis uh chapter three i'm going to uh, I'll tell you really quickly the three triggers that i just broke down on my own personal journey the first one is triggers that remind you of painful experiences the second is triggers that remind you of who you used to be and the third is triggers that can potentially cause you to backslide back into sin and the reason why i wanted to bring up these three triggers is because when we go back to the beginning when we go back to Adam and Eve, you will realize as I read uh, their testimony that they experience all three of these triggers. And if you can, I'm not going to read their entire story because it goes through several chapters in Genesis, but we're going to just look at Genesis chapter three, verse one through 20. But you can see and kind of pinpoint out not only even in this text, but then if you continue on in the rest of the scriptures to read the rest of Genesis, um, you'll see that time and time again it will they will be triggers that will come up to remind them of the sin remind them of the past painful experience remind them of who they used to be remind them of how they could potentially backslide back into that sin so reading from the new living translation starting at the first verse and we're going to go down to uh Let's go down to the 20th verse. So we got a bit of text to read. Just bear with me, guys. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. 
so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about it, about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly groveling in the dust as long as you live and I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he will strike your head or crush your head with his heel as it says in other translations and you will strike his heel then he said to the woman I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you and to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruits I commanded you not to eat, this ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust and to dust you will return. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. I had to read that scripture because I wanted you to understand that, as I said before in Ecclesiastes 3.15, there's nothing new under the sun. Because, unfortunately, of what they allow, the sin that they allow from the serpent, the temptation that they fell for, the, it, it caused a domino effect of triggers. The enemy triggered them with lies, with ideas, and planted in their head with questions now. And then it caused them to backslide into sin. And then once they sinned, there was the trigger of their painful experience of what just happened. Once confronted by God, but then there was also the shame and guilt that reminded them of who they used to be. They were once children of the Most High God, so closely connected to God, y'all, that they could hear God moving about in the ground. God created them in particular. And yet, they sinned. They fell short of God's glory. And so they lost that connection. Can you imagine how painful that would be? If to lose the connection from the Heavenly Father. I mean there's some of you out there. Under the sound of my voice. That may know that experience. Because you lost a parent. But can you imagine the Heavenly Father. Disconnecting from you. I tell y'all. When I read a lot of the, the story of the ancient Israelites. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. And then I'm also like my God. I don't understand how people read your word. And aren't afraid. And what I mean by that is not so much that you're afraid of God, but that you're afraid to do something wrong that will get you out of God's will. 
I've read time and time again where some of the ancient Israelites and uh, one of the stories I want to talk to, we won't get to today. So we'll talk about this next time on the last episode of the season. Um, I, I real I was reading and I was like, wow, can you imagine being Saul and God saying, I'm taking my hand off of you? I'm taking my anointing away from you. Can you imagine being the, the Israelites out of Egypt? And then God says, I'm rejecting you. I'm, I'm turning my back against you. Because of of your disobedience. My God. But I love how God still chose to redeem us. Through Jesus Christ. He still chose to give us another chance. He still sent the sacrificial lamb. the, The new Adam. Which was Jesus. To die for our sins. So that we no longer have to live under this umbrella of sin. And because we no longer live under the umbrella of sin, this is if you really consecrate and give your life to Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about y'all that's still in sin, in bondage, and you tiptoeing in and out. God says you're hot and cold, but I spit you out. Go read uh, Revelations 3. He makes it very, very clear. But in terms of those who have really, you know, consecrated themselves to the Father, they have laid down their sins and became a new person God says okay because you're a new person you're no longer in that sin anymore I've made you a new creature therefore you should not still be triggered by the old person if you're still triggered by the old person then you've got to go to the father in prayer and so really quickly, I know I talked about how I would give you example, um, instructions on how to deal with or um, the right people to help you heal from these triggers. So I would say when it comes to the trigger that reminds you of painful experiences, this, this one requires intensive therapy and inner healing, which will ultimately help you set up healthier boundaries, have better personal relationships, and will cause you to have a better disposition with the the community around you the reason why i said this requires intensive therapy and inner healing of course inner healing is the holy spirit doing a work transforming your heart by renewing your mind but then there's the the also the work you have to do external on your part to also help partner the holy spirit to do the internal work of getting counseling because some of you like me have traumatic painful experiences that you can't just deal with on your own. It's it's too much for you. And once you start o- opening that box. It's like Pandora's box. You won't even know how to properly compartmentalize it. This is why you need therapy. A therapist. A licensed therapist. Psychologist. Um, counselor. Will be able to help you. And then give you the right strategies. And coping mechanisms. To deal with. And then help you set up healthy boundaries. So that's the first one that the trigger that of painful experiences from your past. That's how you treat that one. Then the second one triggers that remind you of who you used to be. This therapy is in a different way. I would suggest a life coach or spiritual counselor like myself. Um, These two people will help you heal from within by addressing the parts of yourself and your identity that you have been neglecting. All while strengthening the way you use the way you see yourself. Excuse me. It's all about healing from within by doing necessary work to overcome these identity issues so that you can see yourself in the way God sees you. This is why, again, it's a different type of um, 
different type of counselor you would go to, different type of person you would go to, even with the first one really quickly, uh, triggers that remind you of painful experiences with intensive therapy in terms of a spiritual, uh, uh, well, you can also use spiritual counselor with that, but I would also suggest, like I said, a licensed counselor or therapist. And then also I'm going to add in a third one, which is, uh, get yourself a support group or, or people who will support you. And this may not be your friends because your friends may not know how to support you in your pain. So this might mean you meeting new people that may have shared experiences with you, but because they're at a higher level than you, what I mean by higher level is they experienced it, they've healed from it, they've went through it, and now they have a, a clearer disposition and outlook on how to help you get through the journey as well think about it in terms of like aa if anybody's ever seen an aa meeting on tv acted out on a movie or something or you've heard about aa you know that there isn't just the the counselor or the therapist there or the spiritual counselor there to minister and to um help the group you know go along but there's also um the people there that that there will be some that will say, oh, I've been sober for this amount of years. And so I know what you're going through for those that are just trying to get to sobriety. So, you know, it's, it's the same type of concept where when you are dealing with painful experiences because it runs so deep, you're going to need a different type of circle of um, supporters and a different type of circle of, of counselors that will help you not only just the licensed therapist, but I will also suggest you getting a spiritual counselor or mentor or pastoral counselor that will then, while the therapist is tending to your, your mind and, 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 um, and, and your self image and, and those painful areas of the past and people, the count the spiritual counselor or pastoral counselor will then be able or spiritual mentor will be able to help you deal with the heart and the spiritual side of it and then the third trigger uh which is triggers that can potentially cause you to backslide back into sin this one requires healthy boundaries um setting up and understanding your personal goals this is really partnering with the holy spirit Especially because you you know you should have already done the first two, so this is completely and solely relying on the Holy Spirit because it requires more than just your own willpower. You can also partner with I will say this you can also partner with a spiritual mentor counselor in this um, particular area as well, but your friends are not going to be able to really help you out too much of um keeping you away from trigger especially because if they're your friends that were there when you first started your healing journey they're most likely in the same boat that's why you you flock with them birds of a feather flock together so they might may not be the right ones you know if if your your trigger let's say is um drinking and you're trying to stop drinking and the reason why you drink is because of a painful experience or something like that Hang out with those friends that still want to drink and party, even if they do social drinking, is not going to help you. This is why you need to level up with the, the circle that is going to help you heal. The circle that helps you heal is not the cir circle that once helped you deal. Sorry, not going to work. So I know today went a bit longer. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to talk about this some more because there's so much more I wanted to dive into. There's so many more scriptures I wanted to give you. Uh, as I said earlier that I just didn't, you know, get to, I know we kind of went over time, but now we are completely out of time. So I'll come back to this, um, in season three, we will be back for season three. <clears throat> and so I'll come back, 
then and we'll finish talking about trigger wars because it is so i think it's just timely it's timely it's powerful god has just been downloading some more into me that he wants to talk about with trigger wars and it's just not going to fit in one episode. So we're going to talk about it a lot more in season three. So I hope you come back for season three so that you can hear and receive some more information and some more tips and strategies on how to defeat the enemy and the devils in your life and how to overcome the warfare that's going on in your life as well as how to heal completely to become whole as it says in Isaiah 53 uh, verse 5 and so um also if you have time this friday please join me and my team for revival nights it is going to be at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time via zoom it's free of charge all you have to do is check out the description to get the information uh so that you can log in uh, come one, come all. I mean, invite whoever you want to invite. It's for everybody. We're going to talk about emerging together as one, you know, one church, one body. How do we come together? How do we bridge the gaps? How do we heal and mend the fences that have been, um, brought up and coming down in the church so we definitely want to address that i want to hear from you you won't just be hearing from me or members of my team i will also be listening to you and what you have to say so please come join us march 31st 2023 at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time via zoom like i said check the description for the official link so that you can log on until then, until season three, may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give his shalom, give his peace. Take care. Bye now.